We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Whining, whining with, with Nurses. nurses. I'm Sarah Hidgey. And I'm Jen Sweeney. And I'm Regina Keck. She's and our special guest. That's right. Welcome. Regina's not a nurse, but she is an allied healthcare professional. What do you do? <laughs> I uh, do heart ultrasound, so I'm a cardiac sonographer. Cool. So we're going to learn all about that today. But first, let's just tell you a little bit about our show, what it's about. Um, we're two-thirds of us today are nurses. <laughs> Typically, we're all nurses. We're missing <laughs> one person. That's right. <laughs> Cat's taking a night off, um, and we like to drink wine. We're here in wine country. We're recording at the Laugh Cellar in Sonoma County. It's a really great venue. Thank you, Laugh Cellar, for letting us record here. If you guys haven't checked it out, you should come down for some comedy, some bingo, some karaoke. Some good wine. That's right. Mm -hmm. A dance party. I heard they yeah. had some of that going on. And a comedy dog. You better get your ass down here. Also, some Takeshi. Yay, Takeshi. <laughs> You know you're cool if you only have one name. I actually don't know if that's Takeshi, if Takeshi is his first name or last. So he must be really important. <laughs> that's right. Um, so we're going to first start out with a segment that we like to call resplaining. Sometimes we talk about things and we realize we haven't done a very good job explaining what it's about. And I think last time we talked a lot about urinary catheters, but we didn't really talk about why do you have urinary catheters? What's the point? Why would you shove a tube in your urethra to drain your urine? Why don't you tell us, Jen? <laughs> well, sometimes they do it after surgery. When you're in surgery for a very long time, you might need a catheter because it's several hours and you have to pee. It's good for you. <laughs> so you might come back from surgery and be surprised that there's a little tube in your urethra. And what happens if you don't pee? If you don't pee, you can get backed up and get all kinds of diseases. That's another oh, subject for no. another time or oh, other, no. other issues. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's another time. But yeah, if you can't pee, it's, as you most probably know, it's pretty uncomfortable when you have to pee. So we want to keep you draining. Now, <laughs> <laughs> so that's one reason you would get a catheter. Um, some people do have, especially men, can get prostate issues and then they can't pee very well. So sometimes they'll get a catheter maybe temporarily. Um, or if you had a stroke, you might need one um, to help you urinate. And then you have to see a specialist called a urologist and they will determine if this is going to be long-term or not, that you'd have to have a catheter. So retention basically. Yeah. You're retaining your urine. You yeah. can't let it go. But typically we try to get those things out of you. Hmm. Risk, big risk for infection. Like, oh, you're saying... Oh, the catheters. want to get the catheters yeah. out of you. Yeah. Yeah. After you have surgery, pull it usually the next morning, even though people can be very reluctant because they're lazy. That's true. They don't want to get up. We were just talking about that. But you should all be aware. <laughs> the longer the catheter stays in, the more likely you're ha you are to have an infection because yeah. it's just like, it's like a little uh, gateway or a tunnel from the outside world to inside of your bladder. And mm -hmm. the bacteria can just like crawl right on up there. Yeah, I'm sure you've all there heard of go. a UTI. Mm -hmm. A UTI is a urinary tract infection. Women are more prone to them, but men, when you get them, that's not good. So you want to get those things because out Because men of. are whiny. Men are babies. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, men. <laughs> no, is it really worse if men have UTIs? I've heard. 
I've heard that it is. It's harder to get rid of because it urethra's way up there. Huh. It's like a <laughs> it's longer, longer urethra. Yeah, so yeah, it's actually harder for them to get an infection. But once they get it, it can be a lot worse and like turn into a kidney infection. And that makes yeah. sense. It's like more uh, uh, surface area that yeah, you have to more like surface area push the bacteria <laughs> away from. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna or open maybe this they're just wine. Babies. Maybe that's what it is. You're right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. There we go. We're drinking tonight some Fantini Farnese. Hmm. Yep, I'm pronouncing that 100% correct. <laughs> Don't anybody criticize me. Um, it's Montepulciano d'Abruzio. <laughs> that I know I'm saying right. All right. <laughs> it's a 2016 Italian wine, and it just says, our Montepulciano d'Abruzio is grown and bottled in this wonderful southern in this wonderful southern Italian region between the Apennine Mountains and the Adriatic Sea. Anyway, I'm not going to read the rest of it. Just, okay. it's a red wine, red, and I don't and know this varietal, but we're going to drink it. What varietal again? Uh, Montepulciano d'Abruzio. It's oh. red. Ask me to say it's it red. again. <laughs> Montepulciano d'Abruzio. I think you like saying that a little bit too much. There's no EO. You might be saying it wrong. (laughs) I might. I don't care. I like saying it. We need to get some Italians over here. That's right. Some some spicy Italian come over here and tell us what we're saying right and wrong Mm -hmm. and just tell us what to do and give us some spicy Italian sausage. We might need an Italian guest. You have some Italian family. I do. They're actually coming in August straight from Italy. Cool. Yeah. Oh, they don't there we speak go. much English, but tell we can tell them the. Come read this bottle, por favor. <laughs> or wait, how do you say please in Italian? <laughs> Probably not por favor. Nope, it's not Spanish, oh, is it? I don't know. I don't know any Italian except for grazie. <laughs> That's how you say thank you. Yes. Okay, we're close. We're getting closer. <laughs> I don't know, please. So I can um, find out next week. I'll let you know. Let's, let's take a sniff of this wine. All right. We're all sniffing. That's why you hear silence. Or sniff. <laughs> what are you guys getting? Anything? Anything right off the bat? I'm getting a little bit of berries. Yeah, like black cherry or. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost want to say blackberries. I always, yeah, I always smell the spice hair. first. Yeah. But, like, but I could yeah, be wrong. Spice, I just had like... sinus surgery, so <laughs> don't trust my my <laughs> sniffer. She's like, I smell watermelon. No. I smell anesthesia. <laughs> <laughs> I smell a coma. <laughs> Whatever it is, it smells good. There's, yeah, some spice. What do you smell? Like cinnamon is the first thing I always yeah. think of, but I, know. I think like there's nutmeg. Maybe, yeah, nutmeg was on my mind. I think you're the too, good smeller. Like, I am a good smeller, <laughs> though I don't always smell good. Sorry, I don't <laughs> usually wear deodorant, and when I do, it's homemade. <laughs> okay, has anybody tasted it yet? It's not really as, um, like, uh, exciting as I imagine it would be. It's not, not as, as exciting as the, the name of it. Yeah. It doesn't taste very exciting? No, not really. Mm-mm. It's like a little, uh, it doesn't linger on your mouth very well. It's kind of light, like watery. I mean, it was yeah. a special at Oliver's. It was only $8. <laughs> but, you know, Oliver's has some pretty good wine, so I felt But like sometimes the Italian wines are like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not very bold. You would probably yeah. know more. You probably drink a lot more Italian wines. Why do you think that is? I, I just think, well, they don't have as much alcohol, typically. What does this say? Do you think it's because yeah. they drink more wine yeah, more often? They do. Oh, yeah, so, it's only 
you know, for red, this is 13%. Mm-hmm. So it seems like that's lower for red, right? I think some yeah. are. Some I was thinking like the Zimbabwe yeah. are like 14 and, and 15. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I guess for an Italian wine, this is higher. Or it could be that we're just used to California wine that is yeah. big and bold. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. Maybe it'll uh, grow on us. Yeah, because I know the Zins, yeah, they're usually like 14, or at least the ones I get from my shop. Yeah. Yeah. Usually like a That's Zin or a Pinot. We're used to all our alcohol. <laughs> I was just saying that I need to start using our alcohol. Drink a little bit more, not <laughs> save it. Yeah. Like, a occasion. floral or something almost because it's so light like you mm-hmm. can almost pick up some some kind of I don't know I don't know some kind of floral something there's something in there there is so um why don't we go into our uh segment with Regina why don't, she's our oh, yes. allied healthcare professional we're going to do a day in the life of a cardiac sonographer so tell us okay. what it's like to be you what do you do every day so basically um I work at an acute care hospital for cardiac patients, but also stroke patients. So when you do um, heart ultrasounds, it's not just for heart patients. It's also for stroke because we want to see if there's an embolic source for the stroke. What's embolic? So an embolic source would be like a clot sitting Mm -hmm. in the heart. And so when you have atrial fibrillation, which is an irregular, irregular Heartbeat. Oh, yeah, we explained the hell out of that last Oh, okay, week. perfect. Now everyone knows what AFib is. <laughs> right, exactly. So, but go um, on, you can So AFib it. can cause um, blood to clot in the heart, in the ventricle. And sometimes if there's um, a communication between the left and the right side of the heart, that can cause the clot to move, and then that can be considered an embolic stroke. And so heart ultrasound can find those clots if that's what we're looking for, if they can't find the source for a stroke. So you're looking for it after the stroke happened? Yes, or it could be that um, there's clinical signs that a stroke is about to happen, uh, slurred speech, um, uh, the drooping of the tongue. So it could be that somebody came in that technically had like what they call a brain fart. And so what we're learning now is that that brain fart is usually like a small stroke, a um, transient ischemic uh, attack. Mm-hmm. So like a small stroke. And sometimes those can be building and then patients can come into our hospital and they actually have strokes after they've come in already. So we're actually evaluating them. And then, um, so we're looking for an embolic source for strokes. But then for cardiac patients, we're um, looking at the heart muscle, the chambers, the valves, the overall heart health of um, an individual and um, diabetes, um, smoking, drugs, um, obesity, all those, all those are factors in what can affect your heart health. Okay. So like, (laughs) so like uh, on a typical day you come into the hospital and like, what do you do from like start to finish? So from start to finish, um, we have patients that are outpatients, but we also have inpatients. So my job is to triage those inpatients first to see who needs um, an ultrasound of their heart first. So technically, um, ICU patients that have just had heart surgery, uh, patients that are having heart attacks that have come into the ER, um, patients that have just come out of the cath lab because they just had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. So it's all the people that are cardiac-centered. And then after that, it would be people... um, that are short of breath, that have chest pain, that have um, reasons that they might need a um, heart ultrasound. Like if they came out of surgery and all of a sudden um, they went into AFib 
and you know they didn't have AFib before they went into surgery. Mm-hmm. So we're doing cardiac ultrasound to make sure that the heart is not causing the AFib. So AFib can cause the heart to be sick, but then a sick heart can also cause AFib. So it's kind of like finding the chicken or the egg, which one is causing it, and then you can give the answer to the cardiologist. See, I told you, you're just like Liz, my Medtronic trainer. <laughs> she just gave that exact analogy this week. She was like, give me a chicken or egg scenario for uh-huh. this. Does AFib cause cardiomyopathy or does cardiomyopathy cause AFib? Yes. Uh, Or VFib for that matter. Yes. VFib is ventricular fibrillation. Same thing happened in the lower chambers. They just are going cray-cray with the activity. And worse. Right. Yeah, exactly. We really don't ever want to see VFib, and it's very rare to actually see VFib as it's happening. AFib, we see it all the time. True. But um, ultrasound of the heart, you can actually see the heart live full motion um, with color. And so you're looking at your chamber sizes, your valves, uh, the motion of the heart, the size of the heart, the pressure gradients in the heart, the velocities going through all the valves. Um, For breast cancer patients, we're looking at the tension in the heart muscle because that tells us a lot about their um, chemo drugs and and how it's going to affect them. Wait, why? What do you mean? So when patients are going through chemo, um, technically it's Herceptin is uh, the drug name that they're on. And so when they're on Herceptin, we do an echo, which is cardiac ultrasound. That's what we call it for short. Um, We do an echo before they have chemo and then every three months while they're having chemo. And so we're looking at the tension in the heart because... Um, the heart is going to be affected first before the rest of the body when it comes to chemo. So it's kind of the analogy of, since we're in the um, wine country, um, you have the vines and then you have the flowers on the outside of the vines. Think of the heart as the flowers on the outside of the vines. Whatever's going to attack those vines, it's going to hit those flowers first. So you'll notice it in the flowers first because mm-hmm. they're the most like sensitive. And yes. Like- so the oncologist orders an echo every three months on um, people that are taking Herceptin for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So they come in every three months, and there's a couple of measurements that we do, and we watch those numbers specifically. So we're continually making sure our numbers are on exactly because that will change the oncologist's decision as to back off of the chemo, increase the chemo, or leave it the way it is for the entire treatment. Mm, That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. I remember Mm -hmm. hearing in nursing school that like certain chemos were, um, there was a a limit to how much you could have in a lifetime because there was some cardiotoxicity, meaning it was toxic to your heart. So I guess that would be the one, huh? Yes. And so there are certain medicines um, with chemo uh, that are directed exactly at the source of the cancer. But then there's also maintenance doses and other medicines that they bring in to help people while they're going through chemo. So Herceptin is the main one that we've been doing research on. And I was part of that research study to um, see the difference of what the heart health is before, during, and after, and years after to help those um, pharmaceutical companies to see what's going on in that heart. The only way you can see what's going on in the heart live motion is through a cardiac ultrasound. I have to say, I love watching ultrasound, cardiac ultrasounds mm-hmm. in the office. Like when we do bubble <laughs> studies, remember Jen? Like, oh yeah, yeah, that it, was so fascinating. Yeah, it is. It, they're totally mesmerizing. And did you ever have one done? No. Oh, because, a bubble study? No, not a bubble study, but an echo. Oh did yeah, she do one for I you? let uh, Katie practice yeah, on me when Katie she was like in too. school. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is. The minute I saw it, um, once I got into the the field and I saw really what can be done with cardiac ultrasound and all the things that we can do that all other modalities of radiation can do. So you're talking 
we do the same thing as CT. We can see cross-section. We can see motion, just like an MRI. The only thing we can't see is bone because bone and um, sound waves don't get along. But we can do so much more without radiation. So for MRI, you have radiation. CT, you have less radiation. But with ultrasound, you have no radiation, and we can see the same things. And that's why it's fine for pregnant people. Exactly. And, and chemo patients and yes. heart patients yeah. that are compromised, mm -hmm. um, very, very sick patients, children, babies, in utero. So, yeah, it's really interesting to see the effects, that, the information that we can get without using radiation with cardiac ultrasound is amazing. Yeah, it's fascinating. Although when I look at the screen, I'm like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I did that too for yeah. a while, and now it's like my brain just That's automatically flips between adult and uh, pediatric because adult is opposite. So um, it's like an inside-out T-shirt. So left is right, right is left, up is down, down is up when you look at your image, whereas in pediatrics, it's anatomically correct. So Whoa, I do both because um, the doctors at the Mayo Clinic <laughs> make sure of that. Oh, it's their decision. Yeah. Mm. Everything is anatomical. Uh, so that's why it's so much, uh -huh. so be so much easier. It is so confusing. Yeah, like, it's just the way they do it. Yeah, it's, why would you do it upside down, inside out for an adult? And it's, it's the just the normal way, way it was. <laughs> it's the way it was discovered uh -huh. and the way it was. Um, uh, developed okay. over time because it was actually developed in the cath lab live hey we can look at the heart and it oh. was ultrasound oh now we can look at the heart well now we can really look at the heart i mean in some patients i can actually see a red blood cell coming from the ivc which is your inferior vena cava into the right atrium of the heart if the blood is moving slowly so it's amazing mm -hmm. the the resolution that we're able to get wow yeah and you've been doing some really cool stuff, right? Like, weren't you doing some stuff with gorillas? Am I allowed to say that? Yes, you are allowed to okay. say that. <laughs> yeah, so um, right now, uh, for my birthday in April, I was uh, gifted with the opportunity to go and observe uh, with the Great Ape Project in San Francisco at the zoo. Um, but to my excitement, excitation, I guess you'd say, um, I was able to actually help perform, do the cardiac ultrasounds because the person that I was there with, um, we weren't able to get our machine really close to the point where she was scanning and then I was using the machine and then I went back and forth and was able to do that. And so hopefully that's going to continue because that's um, every ape in captivity um, and in any kind of research, it's all about learning about their heart health. And they have heart disease, just like humans. And mm. if you close your eyes, you can't tell the difference between their heart and um, a human heart. I mean, they look exactly the same. So it's really interesting to be, be part of that, though. Huh. That's crazy. Except, I, I think it sounds really cool, except, you know, I have a fear of, like, primates. Well, yes. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that was my original yes. fear. Because um, the, they're the, so human-like. Yes. And yeah. they're well, and they're it's so like, powerful. They I are. Mean, yeah. They, they are really are. are. I mean, yeah. when you put your hand near them or near their foot and you, you grasp the mass of who they are and how fast they could literally snap your hand, and that has happened before. And rip um, your face off. And rip your face <laughs> off. But this one was uh, sedated for a full physical. And so she was part of the mating program. And so they had sedated her and um, uh, shipped her off to a new zoo to make sure she was healthy and everything. So we were able to 
do the heart ultrasound while she was having like dental surgery. And there was about 20 people in the room, wow, just a hundred percent, right? She was getting like buffed and she was for her mating season. I joked that it was like the spa time. Like it was, <laughs> it was her, her day of the spa and yeah. she got her toenails clipped and she had a tooth taken out. And I mean, it was really, really impressive, right? Yeah. She's getting all pretty. Got her her did. And it was, it was really cool to see like all 20 people just a hundred percent into this animal that could do nothing. And so it, it was really neat to be part of it, but it was really cool to see their heart and how exactly the same it, really it is was. to like a 65 yeah. year old man. Like it was, it was crazy. And how old was she? Um, she was, I want to say in the forties. Yeah. So she was pretty, long, she was older years, for like, captivity. And so they could have babies mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. late. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's inspirational. Right? <laughs> That's fucking heroic, actually. Right. Yeah, so the plan is that we're going to be able to do this um, echo on all of these uh, primates. So not just gorillas, but um, the bonobos, the chimpanzees, the orangutans, um, uh, every one of them. And so the Great Ape uh, Project is online. And so it's kind of like a database for researchers and doctors, sonographers. So it's just something that I've just recently got into. And so... I'm very lucky that my friend who is mostly involved, she's the one um, that enabled me to be able to go and observe, but now I'm hopefully going to be part of it long-term. That's really cool. Yeah, it's exciting. That's scary. It's terrifying. Yeah, the the next one, they're not always sedated. So usually, um, from what I understand, no, no, no. This is just like coast the gorilla. So what they do is they like give them treats and it's like clicker training. And you, oh. and you literally have like two seconds to get an image. Them? Well, they are, but um, they just don't want you in their environment. So they're up against yeah. their, um, their living enclosure. And then you get like two or three seconds. Luckily with this one that was sedated, we had a good amount of time to mm-hmm. move around, get our images and then look around. Like I went and looked at kidneys and pancreas and liver and all kinds of different things because she was sedated, intubated. But normally it'll be like two or three seconds and that'll be it. So... Wow. You yeah. gotta like just quit, it's, quit, yeah. get your hand in you there. Either, get you the right either get image. it or you don't because yeah. the trainer, um, the trainer will help you and show you what you can do. But there's no time to learn. This is not like beginner time. <laughs> so Jeez. it's really impressive. That's a little intense. Yeah, but my friend who does it normally, she's done it probably six or eight times, and I mean, she is the top of her game for what she does, and so she knows how to get it done. Luckily the time with me, it was when this gorilla was sedated because you just don't have time to learn. I mean, it's, you better get your shit done because there's vets in there. There's everybody who's training, but it's, it's a well-oiled machine when you're in there. It's really cool. And it's all for this one animal. That's so crazy. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you were doing that. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Can I tell you guys a funny story about ultrasound? It's not cardiac ultrasound. That's all right. um, I used to work at an OBGYN office and the uh, doctor was like, he was really uh, encouraging of me. Like he would let me try things. Like I would get to start the ultrasounds on pregnant women before he came in and did like the real ultrasound. So I would like just find the heart rate and like try and find the head and do the fun things, you know? And I didn't know what I was doing. He was like, just see what you can find. Like it wasn't hurting anyone, you know? Uh So, um, one time there was this uh, woman who was pretty far along and she didn't know the gender of her baby yet. And I'm moving the ultrasound <laughs> I can totally probe imagine all around. What's happen. <laughs> and I think I find something and it looks like labia actually. And I was like, oh, what? do you no. see that? And she says, yeah, I think, I think I see that. And I said, do you think it looks like, and she <clears> said, 
a little taco? And I said, yes, it looks like, <laughs> and we both said, labia, and we were so excited. Oh. Um, so then we decided it was a girl. And uh, <laughs> so then the doctor, the doctor comes into the room. Oh, and I show him what I found, and I said, "Is this labia? Do you think is that what this is?" And he oh goes, "Oh my god, <laughs> no! Those are the ventricles of the brain." <laughs> oh my gosh! And of course, the mom too had no idea. Wrong She's direction. Like, oh yeah, that's totally wrong direction. <laughs> we were seeing the same the thing. Brain. It was like a complete wrong end, which is like way smaller. I don't even remember if the baby was a boy or a girl. But I knew. <laughs> Whatever it was, I didn't find it out. So no ultrasound <laughs> so, experience for Sarah. She's not right. going to be so doing you, your ultrasound. So you don't soon. get to sex any babies. None. None. You don't hey, get to do that. that was my first crack at right? it. Right? And I thought <laughs> I saw a crack. You saw a crack. And I didn't. You did. Not you the saw, right kind. You saw a taco. You I saw thought he was the midline. Like, That's the foot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes uh, baby boys like to pretend like they're sitting on a windshield so they can't help but show their testicles. Oh, and I, sometimes <laughs> when parents don't want to know, what? oh my God. <laughs> and you try so hard. Yes, boys. And so it's like obvious. Oh, it is always <laughs> obvious. If, if I ask parents when I'm doing fetal ultrasound, um, do you know what you're having? No, I... I fly by that area because little boys always like literally it's like they're sitting on a windshield. I mean, you cannot, they are, they are so proud and they always show it off. Little girls are different, but the boys, (laughs) seriously, I mean, it is so evident and you're like, (laughs) already, (laughs) they're already little douchebags, but yeah, it's like they're sitting on a windshield and I always joke, oh, I'm going to not go in that direction, but that's Every funny. once in a while it flies by, but if you just keep a poker face, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you just keep a attention. poker like the baby does. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because most people probably don't know what they're looking at. But Mm-mm. No, and that's kind of the good part. Yeah, I don't, obviously. Well, next time I do fetal, I'll look for the taco in the brain. <laughs> Thank you. I, know, I wish just I had like an image. You know, Lydia like it is. I'm going to be scanning and I'm going to think of that. We had an image to that. see like the diagram now of what Sarah right. saw. Versus, like what it was. Like, I, oh. I could, yeah, I could bring a diagram in of yeah. for what you think oh, yeah, you saw you versus what it should look like. <laughs> I, I have to admit, though, it did strike me as extremely large labia right. for a fetus. For like a, a fetus that's like the size of a peanut. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered, hmm, why can I see this so it's large? It's like a circus clear? trick. Maybe just because I'm so close to them. Because I'm so good at doing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, good thing I'm a nurse, not a sonographer. Yes. That's why we depend <laughs> exactly. on people like Regina. Exactly. We all, and, yeah. and it's the same thing. Like, I don't do any nursey stuff. Like, I leave it to the professionals. I don't touch <laughs> any of the tubes that are going in or out of any body part. No catheters for I, you. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't touch any of the no, machines that are beeping. I don't do any of that stuff. And I think nurses, nurses like the fact that I stay out of their, <laughs> their boundaries. Don't touch my tubes. Exactly. <laughs> like, that would drive me crazy. Nobody comes in and tries to do my job, so I love it. Except every once in a while, they'll be like, oh my God, is, is that the, and you just kind of look at them like, not even close. Like, is kind of like, is that, is that the Libya? <laughs> this is not it's a just pregnant a, person. It's this just is a, a taco. man's heart. Okay? Right. A man's heart. No, it's not his heart's labia. No. There's no labia in there. <laughs> no, the labia is not making a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will be thinking about that next time I'm doing, Yay. Oh, I'm know, looking at a fetal. Right. I'll be doing a fetal and, and like, looking, looking at, at the brain. Don't laugh at my like, baby. That's not the labia in the brain. <laughs> 
So how is your uh, day-to-day interaction with nurses? Do you, do you get a lot of like, uh, yeah, do you interact with nurses a lot or do oh, you yeah. pretty much do your own thing and just kind of go from patient to patient? And No, I, I interact with nurses because I want to know, um, I usually call the, the floor to talk to the nurse directly of the patient because I want to know kind of what the story is with that patient. Is this a good time that they can do this? Um, is there anything I should know about going in that room? Oh, that's, that's usually of you. I don't remember any sonographer ever really? calling me and asking me that. I don't really? understand Never. why. No, they yeah. usually do. Yeah, and oh, I always yeah. say, like, is this a good time? Or okay, can we have them use, that. yeah, can we yeah. have them use the restroom? Because once I come in, they can't really get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then we have wires and all kinds of other stuff. But I also ask, like, is there 10 family members in that room? Are they, are you, you know? going to them? Yeah, usually? I, I usually do. Mm-hmm. I usually, I try not to bring too many people down to the department just because of infection control. I figure if anything's going on in that room, if they're already sick, okay. I'd rather just leave it in that room. I don't want to bring it in the hallways. I don't want to bring it in the elevators. Yeah. See, and, I feel like at our hospital, it's the opposite. And mm-hmm. they're always transporting the patient, which is always a big pain too because they're not very mobile, a lot of them. Yes. We, we've done that in the past. And my personal feeling is if, if it's like a COPD patient that's the lung issue, then I'll bring them down to the department. But if I can get up there, get in the room, get my study done, and then the doctors and nurses, if they need to see that patient, they can always see that patient. They don't have to go looking for that patient. So I try and leave the patient in that room, but I also have like kind of a discussion with the nurse like about what's going on, you know, because each patient is different. So they may say, hey, this person, you know, might grab at you or, hey, be aware that this is the situation or they're detoxing off of something. Oh, yeah, that's never good. So you know, I, I, I don't like surprises. So I always <laughs> want to go into a room kind of knowing what's going on or the nurse is going to say, no, they just got some really bad news. Can you do them in an hour or can you, you know, put them off for a little while or they just went and had, we just gave them Lasix. You yeah. know, Lasix makes them pee. Mm. So that's the last thing I want to do is go in <laughs> right after. Potty time. Or yeah, or they just, they have a bout of diarrhea. I, you know what? All them. You don't want to go in right now. No, no. 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 Hey, you know what? Gotcha. It's it's all about privacy. <laughs> but I mean, it's all about you know, it's all about the patient. So if the patient is not ready for something, or something else is going on, or they need to have a test, or they need to have an ultrasound because they have a full bladder, I'm gonna come afterwards. Like mm-hmm. I'm not the most priority. So. Mm. Or, you know, unless this patient, you are. unless I am, oh, this patient's going For to example, the, cath lab. the cath lab. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm going yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if I, if I can get up there and get my study done, then I can get the answers for the doctor before they go in and get their answers. So it's just another piece of the puzzle. But yeah, I interact with the nurses all the time. I enjoy interacting with the nurses. And sometimes we're able to actually talk about what I see on the screen. It's really frustrating because everybody always says, well, what did you see? What's the what's the results? What's and I'm like, uh, how, yeah. and I just kind of smile. But it's like I really can't say anything as much as I want to say something and say what I've learned and what I see, what's going on. But in certain circumstances, some really cool stuff shows up, and I'm able to show them because either you know the patient's intubated or it's a serious situation where nobody else is involved. So if the family members are in the room, I can't say anything ever. Yeah. And there's some nurses that I trust enough to say, hey, look at this. This is really cool, you know, and we know this because it looks like this or this is the chamber size or, hey, this is a really cool clot in the heart because we just won't see those a things cool all the time. Clot. Cool, cool clot. clot because it looks like a marble, you know, so. <laughs> Which is, is not good for the patient. No, but, it's not you know. good for the patient, but it's really cool for me. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of stuff that isn't cool for the patient is really interesting for me to show others to help learn and mm-hmm. see new. I mean, there's, 
for being in such a small environment that we're in here in Sonoma County, we have a lot of pathology and some really cool stuff comes across um, in our hospitals. And it's just stuff that it's career, career sightings is what we say. So it's like something you'll never see in your career and then you see it and you want to show people and, mm-hmm. and learn from it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you ask somebody else who's um, one of the physicians, one of the cardiologists, hey, what is this? You know, I've never seen this before, or what should I do in this situation? And then we have situations that go really bad really quick, and you just kind of got to jump into it. And the nurses are the ones that are going to be, you're, you're part of that team now. So when it, goes, when it goes south, you're all of a sudden in that code team. You didn't sign up for that, but you are part of that. So, so that has happened for you before when you've been, oh, oh, oh yeah. Actually, I want someone to oh, yeah. sign up for oh, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been in the middle of doing an echo, and um, it went from, okay, the, the patient is gravely ill to um, there is no blood pressure, and then compressions start. Like, I've had to be, not, not me pushed off, but me turn around to a physician and say, you've got this situation going on, and then it turns into a code situation. Oh. So, so many, many times, yeah. yeah. And then it isn't necessarily the code team, but it's like the ICU team that is the resuscitation. Is ICU. Exactly, mm. yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we've had situations where... You know, it just goes south so fast. And you, I mean, two hours later you blink and you just don't even realize like yeah. all this has happened. Or they'll call you in the middle of the night because somebody's crashing and they can't figure it out. Yeah. So you come in and then you're there for the whole, the whole time and the resuscitation. And hopefully it's successful. Sometimes it isn't. Um, but you're there to give the answers for the cardiac side of things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the nurses are pushing everything around you and all the drugs are going in. There's blood being um, transfused. You've got the residents coming in doing compressions, but everybody's working as a team. And all of a sudden you're on that team. You may not be a nurse, but all of a sudden you're in that because the compressions are stopped. You get your images and vice versa. So, oh, so they it's, want to oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they want to know if it's yeah, a futile effort because yeah. if, if there's nothing going on, and there's internal bleeding, then what's the point in them continuing a futile effort? Is this more yeah. in trauma situations? Or yeah, in, more like yeah. Um, like uh, internal bleeding mm-hmm. or massive heart attack, cardiac arrest. We, we see that a lot in cardiac arrest. So, and then sometimes you have, you know, people that have full cardiac arrest and they have amazing CPR for 20 minutes and the next yeah. morning they're, they're like, where's my coffee? <laughs> I'm, I'm going home now. Yeah, I'm gonna, like where's dream, my breakfast? Right? <laughs> it is. It's crazy. Yeah. And we see that all the time. But then there's situations where you have people that come in and family didn't do anything and they were down for 20, 40 minutes. You know, life isn't. Is do it gonna, something, family. Yeah, it's like, jeez, you can't even... Do something. Like, do something, <laughs> just, anything. No, it's channels. not your fault. Yeah. You may you may not know. Right. But now that you're yeah. listening, if you are, just push on their chest really That's hard and fast. That's even, all you have yeah. to do. Yeah. Put all your weight breaths. and... Even, uh, even a kick. I mean, even, like, if you couldn't do anything, if you Boom. jumped down, like, and sat on someone, like a wrestling move, at least you're getting blood up moving and that... Move. You know, that makes <laughs> like, oxygen more than Do it more than once and do it again and again. Yeah, really exactly. I mean, if you can't do it successfully, do something. You're basically yeah. trying don't to. Don't freak out. Remember, this is our number one rule. Don't freak out. Freak out. Yeah. <laughs> freak out later. Freak out later. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Don't scream. Just yeah, do something. Because screaming doesn't help. Yeah. Use your energy for those compressions. You're going to need it. Absolutely. And it can definitely help. Yeah. Just get that heart moving, get that blood flowing. Yeah. But if it doesn't. You can freak out okay. and cry later. It's not your fault. Uh, it's resuscitation is not 
often successful, right? Absolutely. That's what we hear is that uh, even with really good resuscitation, it's often not successful. So even if you do a really good job, don't beat yourself up if someone dies. No, of course not. That's hard to uh, swallow, isn't it, though? If you do (laughs) a really good CPR and someone dies, that sucks. It sucks if someone dies. But you tried. You did. But Mm -hmm. if you did nothing, it's worse. You'd feel worse. It is. I think mm-hmm. if it, at yeah. least you put the effort in and you tried and you, you know. Yeah. No, I've heard of kids like saving their parents' lives. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Really? Yes. Man, mm-hmm. I'm surprised Or because I remember I heard the story, a little girl like even called 911 and she said, I found my dad, not responsive. And she, the 911 operator talked her through what to do. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. That's Until cool. someone could get there. Well, and yeah. they're teaching CPR all the time in schools. Yeah. And now they're teaching even... Um, is it chest compression only? Mm-hmm. Somebody, I, th- yeah, yeah, I thought for, I had heard uh, that was compression only CPR. The lay person is, yeah, yes. compression only CPR. Meaning something is better. Anyone yeah. that's not a medical professional. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something is better than nothing. So, yeah. you know. And even at the hospital, that's how you start. You always start with compressions. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're basically trying to mimic what the heart's doing. You're just trying to you're trying to squeeze the heart really hard so that you're squeezing all the blood out of it. And then you let go of it so that it can refill with blood. And then you just keep doing that over and over. And that gives your oxygen to the brain. That's right. And that's the difference between brain death and Mm -hmm. walking out of the hospital the next day. Word. Which sometimes we see that and it's, it makes you cry just as much when you see them walking out as when you don't, because it's just a miracle either way. So. Yeah. Crazy. Well, oh, it was. Yeah. So what do you guys think about this wine? wine. Mm. You're not a fan. No, it smells like vinegar now. It's been sitting for what? <laughs> I don't know. 30 minutes? I, I don't. You know, I joked about the wine that was been sitting in my garage in the heat. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, it does, it does smell like vinegar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That what sucks. does that mean? There's not Is enough sugar or, or yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, but even Oliver's has, I've, no, I can't recall usually yeah. them having bad wine. I mean, some but of the cheapest wine at TJ's is some of the best. Oh, like yes. they're Chilean, like three nineteen nine. Well, that's why Trader Joe's is the best. <laughs> Maybe somebody bait and switched them. They came in and they brought a bottle of this Italian wine or and they said, shocked. oh, taste this. It's, it, you know, and yes, then they tasted yeah. that one bottle and it was delicious, but they really just secretly put a different label on it. And then they sold them a bunch of cases of this stuff that's not good. Or it could and just now be they're that like, we're, we what, are, this sucks. Yeah. We have to sell it all for $8 No, bottle. I think we're just spoiled. It just didn't Because we always have good wine. <laughs> we always have good yeah. wine. So I think we're spoiled. Because I know in Italy, the wines I had weren't, I don't know, you know, not all of them were that great. I, I don't know. So you think that people just have a different palate in other areas yeah, of the world. And but, we're used yeah. to like and there's wines different that areas of Italy. And, they're going to have different types of wine. But- some of the wines I had there were, were very good, but in general, I preferred the California wines. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wonder if too. they come yeah. here and taste our wines and are like, whoa, these awesome. are and really like, big and bold. Yeah. Yeah. This is so disgusting. Right. It's like, that's French. It's like, <laughs> that's French. Sorry. That's Probably not the French. Wrong country. That, well, yes. You know, I don't know how assholes. to do an Italian accent. I don't know. I, I just think we're spoiled. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> that's still French. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any of that. Uh, I hate this disgusting wine. <laughs> you sound like Saturday Night Live. It is too delicious and it lingers on the palate too long. I hate it. Maybe, maybe it no. just needs some really good brie cheese or something. Or, you know, we usually don't sit so around and just with. drink wine True. with nothing. Pairing. Uh, yeah. you know? A proper pairing. Yeah, we know we do. <laughs> I'm like, we well, <laughs> There's always Argentina something doesn't. involved, like cheese and crackers. Come on. Usually. Not or always. a pizza. 
We did have True. a pizza today. That's right. This is yeah. my pizza's, first wine drinking of the day. Good. Yes. Oh, that does Full lead truth. to um, Nurse's Day Off. That's right. Yeah. It was a Nurse's Day Off. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Did well, I just make a song? You, you, did. you need to have a day off. Yeah. You need to have a day off just to relax, drink some wine. And what we do on Nurses Day Off. What we do like we do? Wine. We drink wine. Yeah. We like to drink wine. And well, we like to exercise. It's not just our days off, though. And we like to do all those together. <laughs> and sometimes and we do them just all like, off. well, Wednesdays we like to do hot yoga. Mm-hmm. And then we like to cook dinner. And then we like to drink wine. And, and then we like to watch, watch Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. <laughs> that's a fun one. <laughs> but that's usually like my second time watching because I'm such a dork. I have to watch it Tuesday at nine. Regina, I'm addicted last to this week show. Or the week before, watched Handmaid's Tale three times. She said, yes. I watched it with such and such well, friends. I mean, there's so yeah. much going on. It's like I know. You can catch more and more. And it's like it's my, it's my yeah. social time. It's because I work so much and I'm like, oh my God, I get time to have dinner and wine and yeah. TV with my friends. Of course, I, I have to do enjoy our it. Wednesday night dinner and Handmaid's Tale and, yeah. and wine. Yeah. Well, That's and nice. pretty soon, well, we were doing yoga. I'm going to be back in yoga hopefully in about two weeks. Oh, yeah, and yoga. Yeah. And plus, we usually get Ryan to cook for us, so oh, we yeah. don't have to do so any good. of the work. I thought you were yeah. going to get your takeout Thai food from Bong 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 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did that once. Yep, that's how you say that. John Thong Bon Bua, I think that's how you say it. I don't know. It's but it's still all yeah. over in my car when it's, it's spilled. It's Thai food place, and it's at the, um, I don't know, the Purple Motel. The place. I don't. Purple that's Motel. Just, that's not shady. It's the Purple Motel. Is it like by Boathouse? No. No. Yeah, it's kind of close. Oh, to you Boathouse. drive over there? That's I work good. over there. It's on Mendocino Avenue. Yeah, that's kind of. Hey. That's kind of sketchy. <laughs> that, that Purple Motel. It is. Is kind of okay, sketchy. I don't think sketchy. it's a motel anymore. <laughs> but the Thai food in front of it is the bomb. And okay, the service in there know. is shit. Like they will take forever to bring you your she food. She has to be aggressive. Even if you picked it up, you order and you're going in for pickup. You have to go back. You have to walk in the kitchen and say, hello, I'm here to pick up my order. I'm oh. Sarah. They'll oh. just ignore you. They'll walk by you 15 times. And so that's you have I'm to be intimidated aggressive. to go in there. I'm like, wow. No, yeah, that sounds intimidating. In just go walk right in back the kitchen. And say, I want <laughs> Get my, your food. I want my food. I want, I want my, my food before my car is broken curry. into at the purple motel. <laughs> I want my gung masaman. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I couldn't do that. I don't know if I'm saying any of the things right, but I just but go in there and good. say it with confidence and say, You're making me hungry. Gung I masaman. I know. I'd be like, Can I just have some pad thai? I'll just say anything else. They have the noodles that are hot. Oh, man. But we've been having some good nurses' day off. Yeah, today was pretty good. Mm-hmm. We had to pick up my wine shipment. Mm-hmm. Mm. And That's they had a good. special members pizza thing. I always love going yeah, to the, the Deloche brick, events with it? you. Brick oven pizza. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful out there. So did you make the pizza or did they make it for you? No, they you? make it for you. So if oh. you bought a bottle of wine, you got two pizzas. Oh, but there was a funny thing nice. that happened. Yeah. So Jen and I ordered the exact same pizza <laughs> and they brought us two different pizzas, but they only had two options. You could either get a margarita pizza with some sausage or um, a chicken pesto pizza. Those are the two margarita, options. Margarita pizza with sausage? Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of not, interesting. That's odd. It, yeah, <laughs> it is. But we both ordered that and they brought us both a pizza with red sauce and it looked margarita with Italian sausage, but the sausage looked totally different and hers was about half the size of mine. So. It sounds like they gave one of yours away and realized it and then we're like, nah, they're, well, let's just give it I to them. Like the other option yeah. was chicken pesto, so neither of them looked like not that. Not even close. And actually, I wish I had both. They should have given us a chicken pesto too. Yeah, one of us should have ordered that. Yeah. I thought about it, but. Uh, that sounds good, but I, I don't know. know. Margarita, margarita with sausage. So it was good though. Mm-hmm. That's a little it was odd. tasty. And well, then we did a little walk through the garden. It was beautiful. They had all these different vegetables. 
They had roosters crowing Aww. and hens a clucking, hens a clucking, and, uh, flowers. And goats mm-hmm. It's very Sonoma County of them. It is, and Sheep. the fog was rolling in. We were getting pretty much socked in. Oh, that's my favorite term. <laughs> oh, that's a California term right it? there. Socked in. I never knew that was well, a thing. I don't know that term. <gasps> you don't? I don't. Did you grow up in Northern yes, California? Yes, here. Oh. Good. You explain. Oh my gosh. Explain. Socked in is the thing. coastal fog that comes in when you can't see. Oh. In the morning. You know how it's like, it's socked in. Like, if it's really, really thick and you can't thick see anywhere, fog. you're socked It's in. wet because it's like a wet sock. I'm going to have to start asking people. Yeah, absolutely. It's very much <laughs> it's, it's very much a Northern California like person thing Wait, to Regina say. Regina and Ryan used no. to talk about it all the time. Yeah. And I said, you guys are just making this up. No. You're just trying to, I've heard it to on, trick me. And then I've I'm heard it say on it the weather. I probably like, hear it all the time now. So on because, the radio. Yeah. In the morning, they talk about if it's socked in. Really? Or not. Yes. Yes. Now my you're going to hear it everywhere. My dad yes. in another life would have been a meteorologist. Like he <laughs> like loves the weather channel. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very He's constantly checking the weather. It's like us always talking about, you know, the coastal fog or, um, yeah, hmm. it's socked in. Speaking of the coastal fog, did you guys know, um, that the fog in San Francisco has a name. Oh, you told me this before. Yeah, it's Carl. It's like Ted. Oh, Carl. Yeah, yeah, Carl. So, yeah, Michelle told me that because yeah, she used Michelle. to live in San Francisco. So uh, Ryan and I decided to name the fog in Sonoma County Bodega Betty because most of it's in Bodega Bay. So we're, yeah, it we're does come in off of Bodega, Betty. and then I like, it socks you in. Exactly, gotcha. Bodega Betty. Yeah, Bodega socks Betty you has in. nice. She socks, socks you. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, you're going to hear it all the time now. It's just a very old no, school Northern California thing. No, I do. Now that you guys have thing. explained it to me, I hear it on the radio all the Interesting. time. Interesting. So, yeah, while we were being socked in, they were setting up for a wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I Which, thought they were so, just no, that's was, not good for pictures. It was very windy. Yeah, oh, Sarah no. was thinking that we should go back and crash. Mm-hmm. Of course. I think there's still time. If you're setting up a wedding near me, I'm pretty much going to be part of it. Let's just yeah. gussy up a little bit. Unless I get really though. pushed out, then, yeah. But we could always try. But that would suck for pictures if fog's no. coming in. No, that actually, if you have, um, if it's oh, overcast, yeah, it's hazy. Yeah, yeah, it's better for pictures. Oh, right, better. But then you don't have blue sky. Then you don't have beautiful sky behind you. Yeah, but you I don't know what cloudy sky is prettier than blue sky. That's true. <laughs> well, especially around here too, with the the vineyards and all the trees mm-hmm. and flowers. I know. And yesterday had been so hot. Mm-hmm. No, I just that probably would have been miserable for wedding people so drinking hot. And, well, you were, was it even hotter up in the river? Like that mm, area? Was that it was hot? probably about the same, but I was on the river, so it was pretty good. I just kept getting oh, nice. splashed. That's like the best place to be yeah. when it's that hot. And you got tan. Rafting, as usual. Um, a little bit, but I've been trying to be really good about sunscreen lately because, you know, skin cancer, and I'm an adult <laughs> now, and I've been thinking about it more in the past couple of years. <laughs> and also, more importantly, two years wrinkles. ago, I started to notice wrinkles around my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I well, better. you always have to protect your face. Yeah. That's yeah, but I what I thought protecting my face was uh, wearing a baseball cap and putting my SPF 15 face lotion on. Oh, no. It's just SPF 15, and I'm out on the river for, I don't know, oh, four yeah. hours, you know? So now I'm wearing SPF 70, Yeah, and then I reapply it. And That's good. It just smells and feels gross, but whatever. <laughs> At least I'm not getting a sunburn. And well, and you're not going to have wrinkles either. Yourself. It's, probably it's all about anyway. having thick-sided sunglasses. That is the best friend when you're out in the sun. Mm. Well, I pretty much pick my sunglasses. You have good on sunglasses. If they're uh, polarized, and yes. how good they're going to look in the rafting pictures. Ex- absolutely, because that's the priority. <laughs> you have to look cool. Yeah, I have to look good. Well, I mean, you have to look cool with your cool helmet. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to be amazing in that helmet. 
I don't have to be, but it's better if I am. Yeah, for your um, image and your. (laughs) Well, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So people pick Sarah to be their guide. Exactly. It's all about image. Because they, they, the, <laughs> they want the hot guide. <laughs> it's an image contest. That is Who's pro- going to look I'm better sure in my picture? Anybody thinks when they see me, they're probably thinking, who is this tiny person and how can I trust her taking me down the river? Yep. I'm sure of <laughs> and it. And then they see that's you work your magic. That's why people never listen to me. When I, when I ask people to paddle, they don't paddle. And I just think, okay. They don't paddle, right. but then you're stuck you. doing it all. That's right. So... They do trust. So sometimes I do just do it all. It's like ends up working out better in certain situations. And some you actually have to have people just anyway. Now I'm on a tangent about rafting. (laughs) I can do that easily. I love rafting. Well, that's part of nurses day off. It is. Yeah. That's what I do on my days off in the summer. Anyways, I go rafting as much as possible. And that's my side gig. Whitewater rafting. I think you try to go into winter too, but it's like freezing. I do. Sometimes if there's good water. And then you just wear a wetsuit or a dry suit. That's even I know, better. Sounds miserable. That sounds miserable. <laughs> I keep thinking I need to buy a dry suit. It needs to be every really, year. Really I hot. think I'm going to. It's a dry suit. It's, it literally keeps you dry. So you can wear full oh. clothes underneath. You can wear jeans if you want, although that's probably uncomfortable. But I would wear um, a pants. wool, merino oh, yeah. wool or something, you know, and um, top and, and bottoms. And then it has gaskets that go over your wrists and your ankles and your neck, so no water can get in. Oh, so, so you like can an stay astronaut? completely dry. Yeah, kind of. Oh. And then when you have um, to pee, you have to like take every like all when you have to pee. Yeah, you can't just okay. pee in like a, like a wetsuit. They yeah. have a couple of options. Um, the Go Girl. Yes. So yes. So they have um, a, a front zip a for catheter. dudes, which is pretty easy for dudes because then you can oh, just well, dudes. Pull, we're not talking about dudes. They're I know, but this is where the go yeah. girl comes in. Oh, okay. So if you have a lady urinal funnel, you can, if you're really skilled, because this front zip is not very wide, so you can try and like shimmy it in there and then pee <laughs> from the inside to the outside. But the other problem with those go girls is that they fill up with urine really fast. So you have right. to squeeze it off sometimes and make sure that you're letting it drain faster than it's uh, filling up. Oh man, that's this too is much a lot thinking. of personal information. The other option <laughs> is the back butt zip. So- there's basically a shoe, a horseshoe that's, you know, the round part is at the top, a horseshoe shaped zipper, and you unzip it up over your butt and let a whole flap hang but down. You, <laughs> but then you have to get <laughs> all your clothes off exactly. under the dry suit. Yeah, that's so the hard part like, about oh those. Oh my gosh. And then so ha- then, you, yeah, you have to shimmy it down and then you have to you sit down and, and pee you and fall. hold your clothes out of the way. That and then, no. and then you have to shimmy it back up. And then you fall up. with so your butt in the sticks. Yeah, um, no, 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 come on. No that's winter, when more water, water, cold. Yeah. water. You guys no. do you, I'll do me. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. No, if I'm going to be on I that river, hear. it needs to be nice and hot. Yeah. Hot <laughs> bathing cool suit weather. Yeah. Bathing for a cold weather. beer. That's fair. Do you yeah. wear your bathing suit when you're doing the rafting? Uh, sometimes, but always under something else because yeah. it's uncomfortable to sit in just a bathing suit bottom on the raft. It's uncomfortable to sit on anything because you get raft ass. I think I mentioned this a couple (laughs) weeks ago, but basically it's a rash you get from scooting your butt around on the boat. Um, It's just frictiony and it hurts. Yeah, uh, so you need something on the bottom. Yeah, and even in shorts, I still get it. Um, The best thing I've done so far is wear spandex pants that I usually go running in and those stay pretty still because they're so tight. So that's the best thing I've worn so far. Um, Mm. But I wear a bathing suit top under something else. And that's just because you get such weird tan lines raft guiding. Like you're wearing your, um, PFD that's personal flotation device, otherwise known as <laughs> life jackets. Yeah. 
Um, that's what they're called because they don't want you to call them life jackets anymore or life sa- life preservers really? because they don't actually save your life. Oh they just gosh. float you. Do they get like a suit or something? Oh, like, I'm probably. Sure yeah, Who that knows? sounds like it. Little um, CYA. But yeah, if you just wear that and you don't wear a shirt under it, then you have a little tan around your belly line where your PFD doesn't meet your shorts and you have this weird tan line on your shoulders. So right. I just try and wear a shirt underneath now and lots of sunscreen and be an adult. Man. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to be an adult with no wrinkles. And you're yeah. not going to look your age. I hope And everybody so. else out on that water is going to look Thank you. Thank you. Don't you. look your age. Me on. Look how beautiful your skin is right now. Thank you. Know, you guys just keep skin. throwing compliments at me. <laughs> it's all you that sunscreen. Like you get, you right? get ID'd all the time. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I haven't in a long time. I wish I would. ID me. You probably don't go anywhere. That's, that's true. Right. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I come to the laugh cellar and they're like, we know you. And like the winery. You're oldest right. spot. Get in here and sing karaoke. Right. <laughs> Wineries don't really ID you unless you look no. like really young and crazy, but. Or you make a fool of yourself. <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. If exactly. you stick out Maybe around here, then you'll get ID'd. But <laughs> if you're just being a normal person eating your pizza, you should be fine. I'm just here eating pizza like any 21 year old. And not trying to drink, like, five at a time. Can I have five glasses of wine? Right. Can I taste all that? <laughs> yeah. Again? I'd like to revisit that one. I'm pretty sure we one. have asked that before, And though. that one. Because today she did ask. She was like, can I taste those? But Well, it, I did, but that's because I had to buy a whole bottle. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was weird because we should have been able to taste, but it was because it was, like, a special event. It was, like, kind of to the side because it was, like, a members thing. So we could have gone to the tasting bar and asked for We could have. They didn't yeah. have any open bottles over there that where the, the pizza thing. was. But so. you liked the wine, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I took a plunge. So the, I just bought one. To the point that she drank more when she got home. Imagine that. Hey, it's don't there. criticize. You don't I'm want it to go bad. I'm it's jealous. Sunday fun day. You don't it want is. it to Sunday go bad. Fun Saturdays Nurses and sun rays. That's well, my weekend motto. Well, Saturdays, yeah. I mean, you're out on the river until when? Mm, three. Yeah. And so by the time you get <laughs> I back, In I general, mean, it's, three. yeah. And then you're Nurses Day gonna... off for Mental Health Day, Thursday for you. Absolutely. Whoa, way to out me. You already said you, you told everyone mental health day. I am taking a mental health day this yes. week. Good thing this podcast thing. airs it's, a month or two or three. We don't know after we record it. It's a mental health hey, you said day for me, but it's also I a mental health day for you. But it helps them too. That's pretty it much gets the you only out of the office. I call in sick. Yeah. I need mental health days. I don't get sick very often, but and that's why she doesn't get sick because she takes her mental health days. And that's, that's why, why so many people sick. get sick because this we is, don't yeah. take mental health days. Preventative health. And then we work in the hospital where nasty nasty things happen. oh yeah it's worse than a petri dish Gross. <laughs> yeah i've never been sicker in my life in that first year i worked in the hospital seriously yeah. because you have to build up your immunity I be, yeah i always was, <laughs> you I get a hangnail in an out like an so hour later it's sepsis yeah <laughs> what else do you do on nurses day off well i like to go running unfortunately owning a house you have to get a lot of shit done at home mm-hmm <laughs> Work. But when that's done, yeah, I go to dinner. Mm-hmm. There you Where go. was the last place or your last favorite, your my last place that you really liked? Favorite meal. Well, you, you know, we tried to get a Lococo's a couple weeks ago, and it was it's just always so damn busy there. I love. Gonna be like Where's that? Wait. That's on like Old Railroad Square. It's Italian. Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it's so busy. It's not that big of a place. So we went to Jackson's instead because they've mm. recently expanded. I like that. Place I too. love Jackson's. Yeah. So we went there and it was good. Have you tried uh, Perch and Plow? Um, I did go there one time. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one that used to be 
flavor. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's upstairs. a it's above uh yeah, the, I actually the really beer, enjoyed that. Is it the beer yes. baron? Yeah. No, I really I've, enjoyed that place. Last couple times I've gone there. You haven't heard of this one yet. Oh, it's a really good view. They have good food. And they also have like community seating in some of the tables too, so it's kind of nice if there's just like a couple couple people and you can sit there now we're talking about food again i'm hungry i'm gonna have to make some sangria out of this other bottle of wine that's a great <laughs> idea bad yeah for crappy wine yeah that's a good idea mm-hmm. i was just thinking what you're gonna do with that mm-hmm. that bottle that's a great or idea give it away to someone i'll just take it well, to someone can, else's party you know what? it could be it could be sangria day at the pool oh that's a good idea yes because we're always thinking of what we can bring to the pool mental oh, health idea. day yeah. coming up mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> um, I for, almost forgot when we were talking about catheters earlier, I wanted to tell you guys a funny story about a catheter. Um, <laughs> is that okay? Oh, just absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I was working in a hospital in Southern California once and I had this patient who was a middle-aged woman and she, um, I don't remember what country she was from, but English was a second language. She mostly spoke Spanish and she was confused and she kept getting out of bed and doing things that were not healthy for her. So she had, um, we had a program there instead of having a sitter or someone to sit directly with the patient and watch her, we had a camera that was watching the patient. So someone at the desk could watch multiple patients at once and call the nurse and let them know if something was going on with their patient. So this was my patient. She had a camera on her and the person at the desk was calling me every second. There was always something going on with her. It was so frustrating. Um, so anyway, also, she was on isolation precautions of some sort. So you had to put on a gown before you go <laughs> in the room and gloves. Um, so it took a while to get in the room. You couldn't just run in and fix something. You know, you have to gown up. And um, so she had a I know, I know. <laughs> really, um, more staff would be better in most situations. So they call me to go check on the patient. And I go to her room. And I'm, as I'm putting my gown on, I see her. She's laying in the bed. And she has her arm lifted up and the gown is draped over it. So it's covering her leg, but it looks like her leg nearest me is kind of just propped up. She has her foot up on the bed. So her legs are spread apart a little. And her hand, um, her other hand is moving back and forth rapidly. It looks like she's masturbating. Ah. And so I thought, okay, well, Uh, well. I'm coming in to check and see what's going on. You know, I was worried about her. So I said, uh, in Spanish, esperate, esperate. That just means wait. <laughs> oh, so she only spoke Spanish. She too. only spoke Spanish. <laughs> oh, that's and awesome. I speak very minimal Spanish. So I was just telling her, wait, wait, uh, you know. And so then once I'm gowned up, uh, get in the room to check on her. And she, no. Oh, I totally fucked up the story. <laughs> Did you give it away? Yes. I thought what I thought, sorry, what I thought was that she was tugging on her catheter and I was worried she was going to pull it out. But when I got in there, she was masturbating. That's awesome. Oh man. I screwed that one up. Sorry. (laughs) She gave away the punchline. Man, I thought you did have a patient though that pulled out the catheter. I did. I have had a patient do that before. It's awful. Was it a male? It was a man. Mine too. Yeah, there was blood everywhere. I've, I've seen that before, but it's like, <laughs> there was oh my God, because, because you see that I don't think our inflated thing. We have to tell our viewers, so, or our listeners, when um, we put in a catheter, it's inflated with a little bit of saline that holds a balloon in there. I don't know yeah, if you talked about so that so there's a tube that yeah. goes through your urethra, and it ends up in your bladder, and your bladder is a big open space. So how do you keep the tube from slipping right back out? You, there's another tube that goes right alongside that tube. It's all in the same tube, but basically 
there's another little cavern inside of there that you can inject saline and it inflates a balloon on the side that's inside of your bladder. So then if you tug on it, the balloon will to keep it from keep it from being pulled out. But if you try really, 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 really hard, you can still pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. And especially for a male. (laughs) And they well, that's the thing. It's like that balloon comes out and then you realize what it ripped through. Oh Mm -hmm. God, I've seen that. And yeah, there's a lot of blood and a lot of injury. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? My guy after that, he peed. No way. (laughs) He had it in for a retention issue. Well, no retaining there. (laughs) Just rip right up. After that, that he peed. And it was like right before shift change. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, Gotta go. I'm out of here. Bye. (laughs) Here's your report. Gotta go. Your turn. (laughs) Yep. Tapping out. Oh, man. Oh, and we were going to talk about the new, um, it's not a catheter. Because oh, yeah. since we talked about how catheters can be problematic for infection, mm-hmm. there's an alternative now. Yep. And this only works for females, but it's called the Pure Wick. And it basically just holds on by suction. It's called the She Whiz. What? The She Whiz. The She Whiz. So, yeah. It's, it's the Go Girl. Yeah, it just hooks up to the <laughs> suction. So you have to pretty much be in the bed and it's for patients that aren't super mobile. Because if you're moving around a lot in the bed, it doesn't work. It's just held by suction. It's like a little cup like half circle thing oh yeah and it looks like a little sponge it's a half moon that <laughs> half goes moon. over your vulva yeah it sounds like the menstrual cup oh but yeah just not inside yeah so it it's like on the of, outside so it's a like a banana that's small oh, yeah it looks like a banana it goes over your but then inside of labia. it kind of looks like a sponge it's huh a, it's a hot dog that goes in between your taco oh, yeah then there's a tube <laughs> <laughs> stop talking about hot dogs oh my god <laughs> ew Tube, yeah, to suction. So is that something that's out right now? Yeah. Or is I think that- you first told me about yes. it because your friend had oh, one. Wow. Jenny used one. Remember when Jenny was here and she broke oh, her ankle? Oh, the one that, yeah. She's going to be our guest later this summer, so you guys get tuned for that. <laughs> Jenny's a nurse. It's too bad you don't have pictures because that is an interesting story. We do. Yes, oh. we do. I'll no, I mean, picture like pictures for the podcast. Oh, oh we could probably yeah, put it on Facebook on the- or Instagram. Yeah, um, we have pictures the of the broken ankle and oh. of the Pierwick. She oh. sent me a video awesome. of her urine being suctioned up into a <laughs> suction container. It well, looked yes. like a smoothie. It was so oh, yeah, funny. Like that. Well, that's because that's what we do. We're gross. I mean... Oh, yeah. It's like not what you'd expect. It looks like um, an ultrasound probe. <laughs> you know what? It, That's what yeah, I need yeah. for uh, dry like suit. An, I know, but there you need go. suction though. Are you oh. going to bring a little suction container with you? Suction could it I just into the water. A three bottle um, <laughs> system or it just could I have someone I else too. suck it? Suction. Suck it. And then just. That's what you'll mark it it's, as. It's like when you're trying to siphon off gas from a car and you just, you have to suck on it to get it to started. To the point. But then once it starts coming out, it just keeps coming. <gasps> Huh? Yeah, you could do that. Oh my God. I think I just discovered. No, that's disgusting. (laughs) It is disgusting, but it's more like if you were trying to survive in the wilderness without eating your friend. I mean, you know, like (laughs) then you would think about suctioning. Please just suck the pee out of me. Right. Well, from this tube. I mean, if you got stung by something, I'd, yeah, I don't know. Snake bite, yes. I would suck that out. I don't know if I'm going to suck your urine. I know. I mean, I probably (laughs) would. I mean, I say I wouldn't, but I would. What time is it? We have oh, time. yeah. I we think have we have time for, time for one more day. thing. Yeah. Oh. Word of the day. Word of the day from the word of the medical day. dictionary, which I found this one earlier. Do you think that's a good one? Yeah, we yeah, sure. We're just picking words at random out of a medical dictionary <laughs> yeah, and learning randomly. them. I'm just open to this page. We earlier. don't know everything. <laughs> yeah, we don't know everything. That's why I have this. <laughs> that's my <laughs> reference. This is called hyperechlexia. Anyone heard of it? No. No. Way. Okay. Mm-mm. Hyperechlexia. Yeah. 
It's a hereditary disorder with pathologic startle responses. So basically protective reactions to unanticipated, potentially threatening stimuli of any type, particularly auditory. The stimuli induce often widespread and violent sudden contractions of the head, neck, spinal, and sometimes limb musculature, resulting in involuntary shouting, jerking. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Tourette's of the body. Yeah, we were thinking it sounds like Tourette's. Like so something neurological. Jumping and falling, too. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. So you just randomly jump. So like a, a loud noise. Like it makes me think of like, you know, your dog is sleeping. <laughs> And then you make a loud noise and they jump like in the air. That makes me think of like what a kid would do for like a neurological response, right? It's called the startle disease. See? Yeah. So it's like Tourette's of the body. Okay. Well, as far as diseases go, that that one sounds like not so bad, right? (laughs) I mean, if I have to have have something. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to have a disease, I'd I'd rather have that than, yeah. I mean, I can't embarrass myself too much. I probably do that. You know, after a couple of glasses of wine, passing out on <laughs> Sarah's couch anyways. I'm, like, right I'm here. I'm here. I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. Don't scare me. I have hyperexplexia. Yeah, no, at least you said it. You and then you have to get right? a medical bracelet for that. There you go. If we say so it three know. times, we'll remember it. Hyperexplexia. 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 Now we all know. Bring that up to the doctors next time. Oh, I think this patient might have hyperexplexia and they'll scratch their heads and say, "Mm, I'm not sure. I think it might be. And then they'll say something. And then some of our doctors that we work with will be like, no, it's this, 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 and this. Maybe. Unless they think that I've outsmarted them. That's right. Yeah, well, they they probably just, yeah, he might have outsmarted them. They're just trying to make things up. And then they bust bust out their Google. They they (laughs) ask the Google. They probably would. Secretly, that's what they all do. Absolutely. <laughs> Hyperexia, real quick. What is this? Oh, mm-hmm. no, I don't think the patient has that. Right. Actually, and you're an idiot. Well, they're like, right. well, hyper in the Latin means. Exactly. That's exactly what right. I kind of went with. I was like, well, that means yeah. more. The complexia means something it's like movement. a limb, a movement. Yeah. So, huh. hyper movement. Look at that. You're doing <laughs> it. College you're doing 101. <laughs> Jen's a doctor. Mm-hmm. It's all about Latin. Well, guys, anything else that. We should talk about before we uh, wrap this up. What kind of fruit up? are we going to put in this wine to make it oh, sangria? Uh, berries. Strawberries. Yeah. Mm. Oh, actually, I have some strawberries in my fridge right now. And, and blackberries in your Maybe yard. some pineapple. <laughs> I have the blackberries aren't ripe yet. Oh, yeah. Blueberries I have a whole thing of blueberries perfect. if you want them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring them on over okay. on Wednesday. Okay. Oh, bring them over earlier. We'll mix them you together. To and by it Wednesday, it'll be ready. By Wednesday. Then you yeah. let okay. it and make it. Mm-hmm. There you there go. I like That's that idea. the plan. If you would like to join us on Wednesdays for a uh, uh, Handmaid's Tale, <laughs> I probably will one of these days. Absolutely, yeah. You gotta. It's getting real intense. Well, it's amazing. It's like camping. I have to catch up first. Intense. What episode is? <laughs> intense. <laughs> ten. Oh, okay. Did we just watch ten? I think we just watched ten or eleven. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, mm-hmm. I'll have to catch up and then we'll do it. Yeah. All oh, right. this season's yeah. easy to catch up on. It's really good. It's easy to binge. Well. Yeah, I only have a couple episodes to catch up on. So it would be too bad. I just watch it every day if I could. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hope you guys have a really good work week. Absolutely. All right. And thank you all for joining us at Whining with Nurses. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.